Hold on, hold on. Hold on. They're hooking us up. Billy Bob. Is it weird to start out an interview with I Love You? No. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. You shouldn't be afraid to start it out like that, right? I mean... (laughs) I love you. I do. You know? I don't know if it's 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 weird or not. Uh, so just do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Good morning, Billy Bob. Hey everybody. Hey, is it weird if I start out an interview with "I love you"? I didn't think so. <laughs> I think it's amazing. <laughs> well, good. We're safe then. All right. Billy Billy's been on with us a, a few times, and I always I always enjoy oh, having yeah. him on. But I also love I also love the you know the, the the so many different performances. Like you're one of those guys, and I'm not just saying this because uh, I don't have to. A, but you're just one of those guys who whatever character you choose to play, I always find really interesting. So that's a that's a tap of the cap to you and your character selection uh, that you play. So. Thank you. There you go. I appreciate that. Uh, season two uh, on Amazon of of Goliath, and, and this is a, another one of those things. You know, uh, the, the lawyer who's going to step away. You know, he's going to step away, but kind of, I guess, in season two, gets drawn back in. Right, uh, Bill McBride gets drawn back into it. Yeah, this time it's a little more personal. The, the case involves a friend of his, and he feels like he's got to do it. And this time it's a criminal case. It's a homicide case, and uh, yeah. This time he feels like he's got to do it because it's, uh, like I said, it involves a, a pal of his. And he doesn't really want to do homicide cases. That's not his bag. Mm-hmm. So uh, he gets involved in some pretty crazy stuff this time. Last season was, you know, ha- had some kind of way out stuff. But this time, but toward the end of the season especially, uh, has uh, it kind of steps over into like Hitchcock and David Lynch territory a couple of times. Yeah. Did you? Uh, I always wonder when you sign on for a project. When you sign on for like Goliath, did you sign on for multiple seasons, or was it did, when you signed on? Is it a one season thing at a time? Um, it's well, no, you sign for a, a certain number of seasons, but it's okay. not like, uh, but it's not like it's locked in or anything. You know, okay. I mean, they they can decide not to do another season. I could kind of decide it. It's it's a little looser than than uh, people might think. I mean, maybe not everybody's, you know, contract, but my agent's really good. Well, I just wonder, because, you know, I, whenever it, you are the kind of guy you like to do a project and then try something different, you know, and I wonder what it takes to keep you in the in the mix. Never mind the, the finances. And I know, I, I think that I read someplace that this one is a little bit easier for your personal life because it leaves you a better balance between life and work, which is... Also, a lot of people don't consider how big of a factor that is, right? When you choose a role, sure. you choose um, something to do? Well, you know, the thing is, is for years and years, people, actors in L.A. rarely worked in L.A. Yeah. And because uh, there were so many sort of good, you know, rebate deals and everywhere in other states and mm-hmm. all this kind of thing. So you're always either in Atlanta or Canada or New Mexico or Louisiana somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, they started working in L.A. again a few years ago. Like, the deals got better here. And, and mm-hmm. so the movie business is actually using L.A. again. And our show in particular, I mean, L.A. is practically a character in it. You know, yeah. we show all the underbelly of it and the, you know, touristy stuff. So, yeah. um, 
Yeah, for me, working at home, like when we're shooting in Venice and Santa Monica, which we do quite a bit, I'm like 10 minutes away from the set, you know? Yeah. And uh, you can't beat that when you have a family. But also, I just love playing this character because it's not that different from me. I mean, it's like a... uh, I I kind of... If I were going to be a lawyer in L.A., I'd probably be about like this guy. So I, I love playing it. And if it, if it goes three or four seasons, I'm perfectly happy with it. Um, right. But you're, but you're right. I'm normally not the kind of guy who likes to stand still. But mm-hmm. with this character, um, and also in Fargo, I would have done that again. But you know, I would have to be a ghost. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> great! That was such a great series. I'm glad you had Billy Bob Thornton on the phone with us. Amazon series Goliath season two. Go ahead, uh, Scotty. Like Greg says, you seem to wear many hats. But when you sit down with a script, what is it you're looking for? I've never played this before, or this is something new? Yeah, well, you know, I, I look for things where I think I'm the best guy for the job, because I, you know, it, yeah, something new, but still within my wheelhouse. Like, I, I just think, I think there's a whole lot of, uh, you know, actors, like, you know, English and Australian and Hungarian or whatever actors playing uh, yeah. uh, guys from San Antonio, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then there are American actors who play a lot of, you know, English and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think I think your strongest work is when you're playing something that has a part of you in it and it is you in some ways, where you're not pretending to be somebody. So in other words, when they did Churchill, they got it right. Gary Oldman played him. Right. You know? mm-hmm. They don't. They don't need my ass playing Churchill, you know. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I just try to play things that I'm right for, and and I think that's going to be your strongest work. And that was a thing that fit like a glove there. Yeah, there's there's so many too. There's so many roles we could ask about. Kelly Brown has a, a question for you, Billy. I made the mistake of showing Bad Santa to my ten year old daughter Chloe years okay. ago. Uh, that's on me. First <laughs> that of all. Is a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> that's on me. I love how you don't fight Billy yeah. Bob. It's not, not your, your fault. fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. I loved it. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Warren Zevon. I, I read the biography of his wife, uh, Crystal Road. It's you know tough, ugly truths about his drinking and stuff. But I love Zevon. I saw him three times. So I know you I. sang with him on the wind. You were buddies. How, how did you guys meet? We were actually uh, we didn't meet through the entertainment business. I, I used to live in West Hollywood in this apartment building that Warren lived in until he died, and uh, we were neighbors and. Uh, I met him at the, you know, in apartment buildings, how they had the bank of mailboxes before you, when you go yeah. into the right. entrance there. Yeah. And, you know, so in the afternoon, people get home from work and everybody's their mailbox. Well, um, I, I was at my mailbox one day and Warren was next to me. And this was, you know, this was in the 80s. So it was before I was really known right. outside the business much, you know. and. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just opening up my mailbox, and I opened it, took my, you know, little flyer out or whatever creepy thing I had in there, and uh, and then I put it back in there, and I closed it, and I opened it again and pulled it out again. I did that three times, and Warren was standing next to me, staring at me, and he goes, uh, you have it too, huh? <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, I do. And he said, yeah, I got it too, really bad. And so we met because we both had obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah. Oh. And he noticed that I was doing that at my mailbox. 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, after that, we just became friends, you know, and kind of kept up with each other over the years. He's uh, we're we're huge. We've been huge fans of his for uh, for a very long time. Uh, it was it was sad when he uh, when he passed away. His Billy Bob Thornton Goliath is on uh, is on Amazon, you know. And I'm I was thinking when we knew you were coming up, and we talked about this last time. Uh, for the Friday Night Lights thing is an iconic movie in my house, right? My son was a football player, and it, it, and the thing about the way you played Coach Gaines, there was a gentleness. Uh, of it, and I, I thought about this on my way driving in. There was a gentleness about the way you played him that I didn't. I don't. You don't see that in in coaches uh, in, in movies about football teams. And was that written that way, or did you give that to the role? Well, the actual guy I was playing, Gary Gaines, uh, who I only spoke with on the phone, mm-hmm. uh, was actually a really, really nice guy, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, one of the things that he, really the only thing he requested of me was that I didn't curse a lot. Right. Because he's kind of a, you know, religious guy and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's probably the first time, uh, and no, it wasn't necessarily written that way. I I, I didn't want to play him as the, you know, the typical coach you see in, in movies and, and right. uh so I put a little something else into it, and, and uh, but uh, it was written very well, and uh, and he was, uh, you know, he was a great coach. But uh, uh, I liked playing that part a lot. My my dad, I think I told you before, my dad was a coach, a high school coach, yeah. and uh, but he he was he wasn't like the guy in front of me. He was more like. Mr. He was more like Mr. Woodcock. Yeah, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. And I know that, Billy, you're going to be out later this summer uh, with the Boxmasters. They're going to be playing Aura, a cool little club up in Portland, Maine, right up the road, and uh, also up in Bar Harbor in, in August. And we, last time I think we talked to you, you were out on the road, and, and or you were going out on the road. And, you know, as a guy that uh, obviously worked in movies and, uh, and done a lot of projects like that, what do you get from the music? What, 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 how does that serve you in a way that your other, your, you know, I guess movies uh, and acting doesn't? Or is, are they the same? Well, I mean, I consider them the same thing. I think if you have any kind of artistic vision, whatever you do, it's out of the same mind, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, you see, I, I came to California actually just to get in a band. I grew up in music yeah, and sort of, and sort of accidentally became an actor. Uh, and, and it just happened to work out, you know. Right. And, and sometimes, sometimes as a musician, I wish it had worked out the other way around. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like because if I'd have had a big record before music, then I wouldn't have to. Uh, before the movies, I wouldn't have to. You know, always hear that thing. That, you know, sometimes, you know, fans or whatever say, "Oh, yeah, he's just another actor making an album," which is not the truth. Right. Right. And uh, it's that I, you know, was in music my whole life and mm. struggled in it for years. Worked as a roadie, all this stuff, and then, and then you know, just happened to, you know, get popular as an actor. I can tell you one difference uh, of being on the road and making records for a band like us, who's still trying to make our name. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
there's a lot of difference in the money. I guarantee you that. <laughs> you know, it, it all comes back to the basic necessities, doesn't it? It always comes back to that. Uh, well, I, I, I look forward to seeing Go- uh, Goliath, the second season on Amazon. And just remember, later today, when it's all said and done, you've gone about your, your business and you're doing your thing, just remember, there was an interview up in New England that started off with, I love you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're, do, you're doing your part to spread joy and love around the world. That, that is what I do, Billy. And you're, and you're, and you're, st- and you're starting with me, there. and I appreciate it. Well, there you go. We appreciate <laughs> you, man. Great to talk to you once again, Billy Bob. We look forward to seeing you. Thank you All very right. much. Take care, man. You got it. Bye-bye. See, that's not such a bad thing to do. I mean, right? I'm not afraid to I do it. I love you, man. I love you, man. But he's, you know, some people think he's difficult. You know, I, we've never had that experience with him. He's, yeah, but we're I, I interviewing him. We're not directing him. Yeah, but no, no, no. I'm talking about in, in media interviews. Mm-hmm. He can be, you know, if everybody goes back to that stupid, you were the blood thing with the with around the neck. That, God, that was ancient. Yeah, right? exactly. But he still gets asked about it. You know? Ugh. You know. Anyway, I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. Good question. Sorry, right. What does well. it tell you? I, Warren Zebon. So he meets him at the mailbox, right? Sees him take the right. stick, glock at it three times mm-hmm. so they recognize they have the same kind of thing. Kind of like what Roadkill has, except Roadkill, I don't think, has it. You don't have it to that degree, no. right? No. Um, and, and they become friends, also bonded through music. Uh, but that was way back when, when Billy wasn't making a lot of money. He was living in an apartment mm-hmm. complex. And he said Warren lived in that apartment complex until he died. Mm. You know, and that makes me sad because the guy, I mean, well, I'm sure he it was, was a, I'm sure it was a, a choice. pretty good apartment I hope complex, so. You know, I hope so. I'm sure it was pretty good. I, he... Warren made some bad decisions. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? So yeah, he had to, and he did have OCD. He'd he'd always wherever Zevon would go to a show, he'd he'd have to buy a new gray Calvin Klein T-shirt, multiple. And he, huh. if he couldn't find them, right, he'd freak out. Right. Um, when we did a show with him at UNH, this was a long time ago, and he was touring solo. Uh, and forgive me, guys. Kelly and I are huge Warren Zevon fans. So I met him, and I was hanging out with him, and he had the shakes. You know, he had the shakes pretty bad, but he was he was so nice. And I'm sitting there, and he's the, here's the guy that, that wrote Rolling the Head, Headless Thompson Gunner and Excitable Boy mm-hmm. and had the lyrics that are just poor, creepy, poor, creepy. Me. But he was so nice and, and down to earth and cool. It was... What was he shaking was about? Was he was an alcoholic. Was he still drinking at that time? No, he was he clean. Just, well, okay. He was clean, but he had the shakes. And, mm-hmm. you know, he talked about it. He, yeah. That's the one thing about him. He, like, he wasn't even afraid... To talk about it, because he knew it had been written about in Rolling Stone, yeah. you know, enough. But he, uh, yeah, I had, my, I had my photo taken with him, and I was, it's the only show ever that I've ever gone to, and I've seen, I can't even count how many shows, where the artist yelled out, ah, what do you want to hear? And I yelled out a song, and he played it. And I, he, he, Warren Zevon yells out, what do you want to hear? What does the crowd scream? Werewolves, yeah, it's, right. He doesn't want to hear that. Yeah, and werewolves, excitable boy, and I, I was in the uh, front row at UNH, and I, I said uh, Charlie's Medicine from the Envoy. I think you told me that. Yeah, uh, it's about his drug dealer, and he just pointed at me, and he started playing it, and I was like, that was wow. awesome. Wow. That was a huge moment. I mean, you know, when yeah. when any when you get interaction mm-hmm. with the person that you're you're paying to see or whatever. Uh, that was pretty cool. So, anyway, all right, 925, Weekly Punch in the Face coming up. You can gear him up, get him ready. We'll be doing that in just a little bit. We'll take a quick break.